Hello and welcome to the Weekly Recap. This is Nick, and uh, we are on site today. Obviously, you can kind of tell by the audio. Uh, this is episode 173, because 172, nobody's heard yet. I haven't posted it, but it's going up tonight. So uh, we are hanging out at Trace Brewing with our good friend, best person in the industry, in my opinion, Adam Sorma. How you doing, Adam? Good. Thanks for having me on, Nick. Uh, Appreciate you doing this, man, and uh, reserving the cool ship room for us. Uh, this place is awesome. If you haven't been to Trace, uh, this is one of my favorite rooms in the city. <laughs> like, just uh, been here a couple of times, and every time it's been for, like, bottle shares. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you. you. Know. But uh, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about some stuff that you guys have going on coming up, right? Uh, we mentioned this. I actually talked to Alex about this festival uh, a little bit on the episode that's going up tonight. And I talked myself into buying tickets before I even like messaged you about it. So <laughs> I should have messaged you first had I known what I know now. But uh, so we're talking about the uh, Pittsburgh Mixed Culture Fest. And this is the newest, biggest fest on the block, right? So um, before we get into all that, I, I do want to kind of take some time and like introduce you to our listeners kind of. Um, so, I mean, I know we've known each other for at least a couple of years here yeah. and it was random. We were sitting at Cinderland's and met you through Instagram. I'm pretty sure it was Instagram. That, I think you're that, right. Like yeah. I followed you or you followed us or something like that. And, for sure. um, turns out we were sitting at the bar next to each other and at Cinderland's, the fooder house now when it was just their first location. Yeah, good right? memory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's right. And a dancing gnome, like in the uh, old space in the beer garden. Yep, exactly. <clears throat> and then of course, uh, you know, 2020 hit and <laughs> the whole world changed. But uh, I guess first off, um, what's uh, I guess where's a good starting point for you here? I don't I don't maybe, know. Maybe just like I feel like uh, <laughs> my career in beer. Maybe I, yeah I yeah. Like, let's do that. Let's do yeah. That. <laughs> I think um, yeah. I started as a tour guide, so yeah. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I, I love hearing you and Alex, and and now Sarah's here with us in the cool ship room. Um, yeah, man. I think I uh, started as a tour guide with a company called Porter. Uh, Porter was just like a craft beer tour bus, um, kind of like 2016 till COVID. RIP. It just it ended up not making it. But uh, my buddy Andy started that. He bought a um, decommissioned 15 passenger school bus. Uh, I joined him at the beginning of 2017. Uh, yeah, we just did beer tours. Just went on the weekends. All of us kept our day jobs, and we just ran. Um, tastings and tours on weekends to about 23 different breweries. We would do three at a time. Um, I say that because now there's like double that many. In oh Pittsburgh. yeah. Easily. I think there's 48 with uh, Arboretum opening. Wow. In this County. I think I, think I see. I had my count at 46, so you're probably right. It might be 47. <laughs> we can meet in the middle. Cause I know Coven when Trevor and Katie got started, they were like 46, 47 ish. Okay. And then Arboretum open. That's like 47, 48 ish. Yep. Um, and I'm sure there's going to be a couple of more. Tortured souls. So yeah. Tortured souls in Sharpsburg. Yeah. Um, coming into my soon. borough. We should have a party. We'll probably hit 50 before the end of the year. If I had to, we should just call up Bend, Oregon and be like, ha ha, suck it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I can't believe that for this County and this population that loves beer, um, it was cool doing the tour and telling folks about what's coming up next. If you like this, you might like that. We would, you know, we'd go to strange roots, drink some sours, go to Nome, drink some hazies. I felt like people definitely found what they liked cause they didn't have to commit to like a full pour. Yeah. They would just have a flight or a small taste and then get to have that experience. 
But yeah, that led to working at Very Local. Uh, I covered beer kind of as a journalist, kind of just doing like marketing and media. Um, it was super fun to get to use my like degree. I went to college for journalism and I never expected to like fully use it. But um, that was super cool that like WTAE peeled off some budget to do the digital project called Very Local. And I asked my editor, Lindsay, if I could do a beer column. So we I, were funded by TAE. I did not know that. That's yeah, very is, interesting. They're fully owned and operated. Yeah. Yeah. They just felt like, I think a lot of, I don't want to say older folks, but guests who still watch like local news on TV. I still watch local news. Am I old? <laughs> yes. No, well, no, that's <laughs> I mean, awesome. Yes, I do. <laughs> I, I don't, so I think that's sweet that you do. I'm I have up friends really that, early, so like... There's nothing else on it, TV. And I work from home, so at noon, noon's usually like the hour where like nothing's on. And I'm like, well, I guess we'll turn on the news. Yeah. Well, what time do you get up? Um, I'm up at like five to go to yoga, and then I come home and immediately start work. So wow. it's, yeah. Wow, that is early. Yeah, I was going to say that's like the sweet spot for like local news like in the morning. Yeah, um, yeah we wouldn't start till like 10, but we were on the digital side. So we were literally in a separate office, separate location. I've actually never even been to WTAE. My boss would go from time to time out in, um, they're out in Wilkinsburg, I think. Yeah. yeah. But um, we were downtown in the PPG Tower and they just purposely um, put a separate to be just like more creative and thinking about just the digital side of uh, food and beverage and the city and uh, things to do. You know, it was kind of targeting younger people. Mm-hmm. And now um, they have branches elsewhere too. Yeah. Right? Like, cause we were talking about this uh, before the um, very local brand is now in a few other cities, right? Yeah. Like it's not just Pittsburgh. Correct. They, um, they piloted the whole concept in new Orleans Pittsburgh was number two. And then at, when I was like leaving to launch Trace, I um, remember them talking about um, Kansas City, Louisville, St. Louis. They were um, dropping all kinds of cities that they thought could be a good fit. Cities with young people, cities with like, you know, a good beer or food scene, um, just stuff that they could cover as lifestyle. Yeah. And Pittsburgh and New Orleans were, it was really cool to see two very different, culturally different cities be the first. Um, and with our beer scene, I was like, yo, Lynn's like, it makes perfect sense to do a beer column. Uh, I like what Bob does at the Post-Gazette. I yeah. love what Christy does at Next. I love what Day did and, and all the stuff that Day's been working on. But I was like, yeah, I, I really like the beverage and I kind of want to bring it to, to this website. Yeah. So I did that. And um, that was when I kind of met Dave, um, who opened Trace. He's our owner. And I was like, he actually asked me, you know, hey, would you want to like join as our head of marketing? And I was like, yeah. I was like, are you opening a brewery? And he's like, we're going to do it. Yeah. So that's a brought. Now, is he the one from Boston? Yeah. He also owns Remnant. Yeah. Yeah, That's our sister brewery. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's it's crazy that like both those brands operate very independently, but we are like owned by the same person. Sure. Different beers, different brewers, different like styles and neighborhoods and, and brand aesthetic. Remnant is awesome. They're part of like a galley concept up in Boston called Bow Market. Yeah. So yeah. they have like like a kind of like a half semicircle with like restaurants and coffee and beer. You know, they're like the brewery concept as part of that market versus Trace is like a standalone just building you know right here in bloomfield right right and do you guys have any sort of like back and forth with them at all like for I mean, sure like uh, obviously they're they're coming to mixed culture yep. right so i mean i'm assuming that the marketing just makes sense there right <laughs> yeah we like 
because like we're working with Cinderlands, Paul used to brew at Solemn Oath in Chicago. Yep. And then Dave, who owns Trace, also owns Remnant. It, it was a natural fit to reach out to our close friends first to build up some firepower before reaching out to like, you know, the Vale or like, um, you know, any like Fonta Flora and Allagash and Dre Fontaine and Tilkin. Some of the bigger names, we, we had to just build a base first to like have that legitimacy. Burial, for example, like we love them. Zillicoa. So but we like, <laughs> we knew that to do that, we had to um, take it kind of slow. And Remnant's head brewer, it's funny, his name is Charlie. And Charlie is our brewer here with Zach. Okay. So, like, we have two Charlies, like Charlie at Remnant and Charlie at Trace. Um, but as far as, like, back and forth to answer your question, for sure, Katie, our general manager, and me are often on calls with Britt. Britt is the GM at Remnant. Okay. And she has a little bit more experience in, like, just running, you know, a tap room because they've been open since 2018. Mm-hmm. So... In the early days at Trace, we were on calls with them every month. Um, I had questions about social. I had questions about the coffee side. She came from coffee and then got into beer versus all of us came from like beer and then we opened coffee. It's know? amazing how much those two are intertwined too. Like, <laughs> For sure. I love I love the setup here with the, you know. Oh my God, you walk in and you just want the coffee. Right. It's Thank so you. Good. It's so good. And everyone's um, working, and I'm like, if I were more of a social person, I would come here and work, but I'm not. I sit on my couch with my dog. So. <laughs> it, it's crazy when you guys walked in because you missed Ryan from Fuel by Hops by like an hour. Oh. He was here oh, all yeah. day. He posted, yeah, he posted in a story. I responded. I, I was like, we're going to be there later. Yeah, I love <laughs> that. Busy. It really is like a hub of just like, you, I mean, you see the same kind of people like rotating through all of these different places. Yeah. And Trace to me seems like the place. Especially because you're open at 8 a.m. every day. 8 a.m., like, seven days a week. It's gnarly. Now, I heard a rumor, <laughs> and it might be... Are you asking the same thing I'm going to ask? No, go ahead. No, if go ahead. No, you're no gonna... because you started with I heard a rumor. <laughs> yeah. We have to watch Umbrella Academy. So, yeah. No, go ahead. <laughs> I um, so, I heard the rumor is you guys start serving beer whenever the first one's ordered. That's correct. So, yeah. if I show up at 8.01 and I'm like, give me a beer... It's happening. I'm having a day. Oh, 100%. So, okay. like, all we have to do is run the lines because we pull from the um, serving tanks. Yeah. So, literally, we open the doors at 8. Typically, we'll get guests getting coffee to hop on the bus or walk to, like, the hospital. We're right by Children's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it makes sense that a lot of the nurses and doctors stop in. But the night shift people are coming out. Right. So, yeah, usually uh, I'd have to ask Joe and Sarah, our coffee folks, when the first beer usually gets ordered. I would say it's between 8.30 and 9.30. Um, we also get a lot of freelancers who will be like working on like a fucking novel or like, uh, an art project and they don't mind mixing the two. They'll order a coffee with a beer. It's 8 30 AM or you're Mike Cottle and he just comes in and orders a beer <laughs> I was gonna bring at 8 30 every Friday. <laughs> so yeah, I would say the first beer, once that gets ordered, it's awesome. Cause then we're open for beer from then on out. Yeah. Um, in the early days, people were hesitant both with COVID and just cause we were the first concept to do both like the way we do it. So it'd be like 10 30, 11 30 noon. We wouldn't get a beer order for a minute. Now that it's like nice out it's summer, people know what's up. They just get a beer like at 9 a.m. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. Screw your normal drinking hours. I was going to bring up Cottle. I've only met him in passing like once, honestly. Oh, and so him. I don't know him personally, but I know that like he's always posting his 845 <laughs> beer. At That's Trace. fantastic. So when I'm having a really uh, yeah, you should I literally just went through hell at work. Why did I not? I would have just like come down here and been like, "Fuck it." I mean, honestly, if you're I'd ever free, at my computer at eight a.m. He would love that. He he um he is like 
military regular. It is every Friday between 8.30 and 9.30. He's in the same bar stool, always loves to get lager, and just like has a, his Friday morning beer. It's a lot like me. <laughs> if you ever want to come join him, he would be thrilled. Uh, it's very much an open invite policy. Uh, you know he'll be here, and he's always out by like 10 to go to work. Yeah. He works at a bike shop in the south side. Right. Yeah. He's, um, is it Thick Bikes? Right? Yeah, he's at yeah. Thick. And yeah. uh, he's the brewer at... Allegheny City, if yes. you're not familiar. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And they do the half ass beer share. Yeah. Which I'm super pissed that I was out of town. Yeah. For he the was, wing share. He was, guys, he was so mad. I, like, I was coming back that day. He was back that day. Literally, like, the most wrecked person I've ever seen. Like, I took him to Dancing Gnome to pick up cans. And so, he was like, I can only handle one beer and then I have to go home. And I was like, I'm going to mark this date down. Yeah. So wow. we do, like, a, we do, like, a guy's trip, right? And yeah. So I went golfing three days in a row and I haven't golfed three days in a row ever. In my wow. Life. Okay. And I generally don't golf all that much anyway, but we went out three days in a row cause it was, you know, we're traveling like, you know, we're going to try these different courses, whatever. Like, okay. I play golf very poorly, <laughs> but three days in a row is too much. golf. Yeah. So I don't know how the professionals do it, but I get back on Sunday and it was like, one, that's true. Probably not that hard, but I was like, yeah, back at like one o'clock or what was it? 12, 12 o'clock. Probably or earlier, maybe you were. I was at the grocery store, so you were probably like 11, 11.30. Yeah, so it was. I was passed out for the rest of the afternoon. Just exhausted. Yeah, just just long trip. You know, we, yeah. we went for like Wednesday to Sunday. Yeah, and do you guys play eighteen each day? Yep, that's a fifty-four end. holes of golf. <sighs> that's like an endurance <laughs> event. It's especially with how much we drink. You know, sure. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're in the sun. Yeah, I right. get it, man. I'd be exhausted but, too. Yeah, it was one of those things. I, I, if I had planned it better. And realized it was the same Sunday that I was getting back, I would have been here. But yeah, no, no worries. Uh, Mike reached out about that wing share with uh, Ashley, and it was funny that um, they, you know, we're sitting in the cool ship room recording right now for the show, and I'm looking around, and it's all, you know, clean and tidy. But imagine there being uh, 31 different flavors of wings around this table. The Baskin Robbins um, of wings. <laughs> it was amazing. And it was a lot of stuff that I hadn't even tried. You know, I've lived here for 10 years now and um, I consider Pittsburgh home and I love wings, but I feel like I have my spots and like these dudes, I mean, like people brought wings from Greensburg. Andy K brought wings from what well, he made from, you know, he's that hitchhiker. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was just funny to see, see that. <laughs> just trying to take pictures. Oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say. Oh yeah, should we should we pause for a pick or should Does, I just keep talking? Yeah, just yeah. Keep we'll, going. we'll we'll do. Uh, we can do candid. Get Dave in the background too. Oh, is he back? There? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so funny that Dave is sitting right behind me. <laughs> Sorry, we're 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 trying to social this up a little bit. You don't have to get him in the picture. I'm trying. Yeah, that's all I'm sure he would pose for one too. Um, class, yes. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, man. I'm sorry you missed the wing share, but we'll do more, dude. I mean, oh, um, that that looked like just a blast of a time. It was like, nice to see so many friends. Um, I was like, holy shit, people love wings. Oh yeah. Um, there's been talk about a pizza share in the future. I saw that. Yeah. Um, oh man, I'm here for pizza. Was it Dev? Dev yeah. was posting about Dev it. Dev and his brother Justin were yeah. kind of like throwing that idea at Mike and Ashley. So you know, I'll, I'm just gonna keep my ears open and. Yeah. See what they say. Yeah, sign me up for that. Yeah, we would happily do it here if, if y'all want to do it here again. Hey, uh, I will pass that on. <laughs> I don't know if uh, 
I can be a part of that group or not yet, but because I haven't been to any of them yet. Yeah. I've followed them on social for a long time. So once you come to one, I think you'll love it. Right. The the only rule is you just have to bring a four pack from a brewery. Right. And ideally a brewery in Pittsburgh, but like people bring rare shit from other, like Zach, Arborhead Brewer came to the uh, winter edition at Easton, brought some like amazing stuff from like North Carolina, like some wild ale. And I was like, Zach, First of all, this is awesome, but like, you know, all you had to do was like bring our beer. Like, yeah. you, didn't, like you brew it. He's like, oh, no, I, I've been sitting on these uh, these bottles for a while and I, I haven't had a reason to share them right. until we have a share. So that, that was super cool of him to do that. Yeah. That's that's one thing that I'm, I'm notorious for is holding on to stuff far past its prime, probably. <laughs> and I would love for a reason to just share it with a bunch of random people. Yeah. And especially because it seems like a good time. And they always have that like crazy theme or whatever, like the wing share. That That's. Who would ever think of doing that, number one? But number two, like how many different – like nobody brought the same thing. I guarantee it. Like there was no way that anybody duplicated – Yeah. Like, to my knowledge, same, yeah, it was all different. Even from the same place. Like yeah. I, I mean you can imagine like Big Shot Bobs. Yeah. Right? Or William Penn or you yeah. know any big name, sidelines. Right. But like, they all have like 700 different wing flavors. So you can't possibly pick like the standard barbecue for something like that. Yeah. Yeah, there was some good stuff, man. I uh, And then at the end, people ranked them. You know, like, they did a whole, oh, like, yeah. vote. I was kind of buzzed, and I was just like, you guys do your thing. I'm just going to chill. Yeah, this is really fun. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. But, yeah, please come. And, and yeah, Coddle's one of our regulars. And, uh, yeah, every Friday, Sarah, if you're, if, if you're up 8, 8.30, come on by. You'll be that first beer to come off the line that is not line beer. We'll drain that out. And then serve the first service beer. I feel like that's my new goal in life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't have a Friday off for a while, but next time I do, we'll definitely be here. Totally, man. (laughs) And we got another round of beers. And the analyzing. So Sarah is uh, enjoying... I'm sorry, what was the name on this one again? Yeah, so I pulled um, Nick the Taps and Tiles IPA. It's just a pretty standard uh, hazy IPA, about 6.5%. I got Sarah the Field Test. That's a hoppy wheat, but... Sarah just took her first sip and said it wasn't overly hoppy, which is sweet. It's, it's my bitter thing coming through. It's my, my bitter tolerance and my hoppy tolerance where I'm like, eh. Yeah, no, it's all It tastes good. like a really, like a really good pale, I feel like. Like a really good, like a, like a really good pale. Yeah. It's amazing. But yeah, I don't get like any, also again, I, I, don't, know if it's, I don't know if I'm hot tolerant or if I'm just perpetually allergies with like one half of one nostril in my life like <laughs> things are just really muted to me that could be a thing too I don't that's know, very possible like, yeah. maybe you just have a trashed palate and we'll call it what it is that too, that too. you never know <laughs> yeah um, yeah no the taps and tiles is really nice yeah i'm glad you like it man yeah and i've been telling guests that order the the wheat beer that you know hey just just heads up it's a little hoppy and, and no one's complained but i just like to give them a heads up yeah. But Sarah's the first that's been like, yeah, not not hoppy enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I love that. that are. Yeah, I yeah, but it. you're also not drinking like a Blue Moon, right? Like no, but like my frame of reference for Blue Moon is pretty strong. Like I, because I used to put down Happy's like no one's business. Really? Yeah. Like so you, you've got a yeah, yeah, but that's definitely got like a weedy. Like Vice to Hunter was one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it's definitely not like. Yeah, I would say it's banana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get more of the banana flavor out of the uh, saison, to be honest with you. Yeah, but maybe that's just my, you know, brain taste bud recognition. 
Uh, yeah, that's something that I don't really get in beer is banana. Like, really? Just, I, I, I mean, I get it. Like, I mean, I get it in Hefeweizen because it's to be. predominant in the flavor profile. Yeah, like it's supposed to be there. But if you're talking about like a kind of a blended version or something like that, like a not like a true Hefe, then I don't get it at all. Like, I, I don't get that. I don't get um, like clove. Ah, so clove I can kind of pick out because it's a little bit stronger of a flavor, I think. Yeah. Um, but banana's just real subtle to me. Even in like banana stouts, right? Like you don't like I don't care how much banana you put in a stout. I'm probably only gonna like pick it out if it's gross. Yeah, like, or like yeah, that's too cool. much. All banana is gross, and I, therefore I can taste it. Literally, <laughs> like the slightest so, banana, I'm like. But banana I've also goodness. had banana beers, or banana stouts. Let's let's keep it to that. What was that. that banana stout that was like banana, like banana, like runts so flavored banana? No, because I like <laughs> I like runts fake banana. I don't like real banana. There was a stout that someone I think that Sean gave you that was like. I think it was banana chocolate, and I was like, mm. I cannot. This is liquid banana. I cannot. Yeah, do yeah this. I think that might have been Fury. Brewing really? before no they closed. Idea. It could have been. I had a banana stout a about a year ago from Grist House. That was their uh, collab with Kumba, who's actually here today at Trace. Uh, he has a brewery called Smittix in Dallas. Oh, was no. it that one? It was like a, I think it was a banana stout. That, that might have been it, actually. Now I that you mentioned that Grist House made one, um, I know that the Dancing Gnome Resident Culture or not not Resident Culture. Who did they? They collabed with somebody on what they called Yellow Slippers, and it was a banana stout. Huh. It's like very banana forward. It was not. I didn't banana. think there was banana in that. I didn't think it was. But yeah. Again, that's my whole point to the story is that I didn't really get the banana flavor. So I mean, if I'm just the one that's forcing banana out of my brain, then that's fine because I don't like bananas anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but let's uh, let's let's get into the real reason that we're here. I am so excited about this. Uh, the the Pittsburgh Mixed Culture Fest. Like yeah. So you are kind of spearheading. The marketing media side of that, uh, me and Joanna. Okay, yeah, because we're going. <laughs> yeah, thanks for buying a ticket. Yeah, I was gonna say our our like discount code is going live to the Fuel by Hops folks, which I know that you're part of, and like we love Ryan. Um, yeah, basically, uh, Paul, who is at Cinderlands, and Zach, our head brewer. You know, they're friends, and they were talking a lot about saison at the end of last year. And um, Paul was like, "What if we teamed up on a saison festival?" And uh, that's how it all got started. And on the marketing side, yeah, to answer your question, I'm working with Joanna. She's the director of marketing at Cinderlands, yeah. and I lead the marketing here. So we kind of teamed up on all of the all of what you're seeing on social, the website, um, you know, photography, copy, just all the design elements. Joanna's been killing it. Um, yeah, I feel like it's you know it's super exciting to see something that we like dreamed about come to life, but. I, I got to say, I really love the um, the niche festival idea, right? Uh, let alone the logo because you get the whole, like, With the, the Keystone State and, like, the whole thing. Um, Thank you. But the, yeah, the idea of, like, specific marketing for festivals. Uh, and Alex and I were talking about this on our episode this week. And, like, there's... There's so much that you can do that doesn't have to exclude anybody, but at the same time you can focus on like the, the real, like what the festival can be about instead of like the experience. Like we, we were talking and a lot of the, um, 
festivals that you see are themed around something, right? So like Juicy Brews for a while there, um, if you're familiar with hop culture. For sure, yeah. Like series, right? The Juicy Brews series was around either the holiday that it was based on or uh, the time of year it was or, you know, uh, like the Cinderlands one was the late night because it was a Saturday night instead of like in the middle of the day. Um, but the, uh, the idea that you can focus on the beer is super cool. Right, like Fueled by Hops does the the themed events. Right, they're doing the '90s event coming up in Erie. They did, you know, drink the cookie table and best brunch ever. Like yeah. that, that focuses on what you're celebrating more than the beer itself. Right. Yeah. So, hey, do whatever you want with this theme. We're going to say brunch, okay? Bacon everything, or mimosas, or bloody marys, or whatever you know, whatever you want to throw in. <laughs> Cereal rimmed glasses. Sorry, your girl over here always loves pastries, so. Uh, but to see, like, the actual focus be, like, lager fests and stuff like that that are going on constantly and making it a full-on, like, celebration of Saison doesn't happen. Like, that's just not something that you see. Yeah, we so. haven't seen it yet in Pittsburgh. Yeah, that was uh, something Paul and I talked about was, like, we love the idea that mixed fermentation and mixed culture beer incorporates like a brewery's brewer and their territory, their terroir, what's around them in, in nature and soil and, and what's available to them in the air and just like in their geography, their region. So yeah. when, we, when we thought about who to invite and how we wanted to position it, it really is like going to be a lot of saison mixed culture, mixed fermentation, wild ale. What you won't see will be IPA, fruited sour. You won't see any of that, which is totally, those are awesome beers. And I love that Juicy Brews really kind of got me into festivals. I mean, that was pretty much hazy IPA, sour forward. And the breweries they invited were like killing them, you know? Yeah. Um, the breweries we invited and like working with Allagash Allagash has been super helpful uh, with helping us do outreach and, you know, some promotional stuff and, and really making sure that the festival is something that's like a force for good. That was something where we were like, hey, we admire you guys. We look up to you guys. You're one of our heroes. You know, we would love to have you, A, pour and be part of this, but also B, like help us just like understand how to do it the right way. Yeah. And that's what kind of started snowballing, started doing outreach Zach's connections, Paul's connections, some of my connections. Uh, and then I've been working closely with Joanna on the marketing for it and just getting tickets sold. And um, yeah, and then having a party on the farm on July 30th. Yeah. And, and Freedom Farms is a beautiful place too. Like, I mean, it's just open, outdoor, you know, like seems like the perfect idea for a mixed firm festival. And if you're in the area when they're open, the sandwich shop has the literal best sandwiches ever. I, like, just that, I, throw, that I just want to throw that out there. Like the best sandwiches. That's awesome. So, and, don't, and donuts. If you like are up in the Butler County area in the morning. Yeah. yeah. Freedom donut Farms shop donuts. is so good. I would, I would kill for. Absolutely. Yeah. We're, yeah, so, man, we're I, so far <laughs> away now and it breaks my heart like every day that we can't just like zip up rowdy right yeah <laughs> to get to them i didn't know that that's awesome yeah they used so we used good. to live in gibsonia oh okay. so, so like a 20 minute 20 25 minute drive up yeah which so, isn't bad and their sandwiches are just so good 
Wow. Everything's fresh. Like, everything's made there. It's just, it's really good. Yeah, like, the deli meat is fresh cut. Like, yeah. All, like, there's like, no, it's just like... And then phenomenal. the market is super cool because you can go in and, like, it's stuff that they picked or stuff that they butchered. And it's right there for you to buy. And yeah. it's, it's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. They, they seem like a good fit as a venue. Kind of like Nick said, based on size and proximity, there's it's just a big farm. Mm-hmm. But also, they provide the fruit for Cinderland's beers with fruit oh, so they already okay. had a relationship that's, that's awesome and they have a lot of parking it was just like logistically yeah. the right fit yeah. um, we wanted I mean it's to, a little out of town yeah. I'm sure but the, for like most the people like there's a yeah, shuttle, the shuttle yeah, we're offering a shuttle service as well but yeah 35 minutes north is kind of what we're looking at yeah or if you're like me who can only hang for like two hours at a festival and then you're done and you stop drinking you're good to drive home so yeah. that's what I do <laughs> yeah that's awesome because yeah. I get over it I'm like alright alright I'm tired. And you guys have three tiers of tickets. Right? Yeah. Yes. So we've got we've got VIP, which uh, we opted we for because VIP. hell yeah. Uh, when you once you do VIP, you never want to go back to GA. <laughs> yeah. And then you have GA, and then you have uh, the DD. DD. Yeah. Which is perfect. Like, which is awesome because it's still a really cool place to hang out. Like, yeah. Even if you don't really want to drink and you want to be like. And especially nice at the end of July, like and drive your friends and like still hang out with your friends, but like oh, I'm not that into like saisons. That's fine. Like you can still go have a good time with everyone. Yeah, right. yeah no. The it. I've been working on like the uh, food truck and DJ lineup, and it's pretty solid. Um, you know, for food, we're gonna have Cinderlands doing what they do best, which is like smash burgers and barbecue. <sighs> so that'll be so awesome. Good. Yeah, their burgers great. The other food vendors are Taqueria Pastorcito, uh-huh. and they do like street style Al Pastor tacos. There are like Wednesday food truck here. And then um, uh, the third one is Pita My Shawarma. So Pita My Shawarma is going to yes. do like yes. chicken shawarma and falafel and hummus and stuff Ooh. like that. Yeah, if you don't know about Pita My Shawarma, like. And fun <laughs> fact about Pita My Shawarma, they're opening a new location in Cranberry. No way. Yeah, yeah, I saw them on Instagram a couple he days ago. just really announced excited. that. Yeah. Wow. I'm really That's awesome. Them. Yeah, Jason's a good friend of mine, and, and I love his food. And, and he went, it's so funny how he, he went food truck, brick and mortar, and now he's going to bring back the truck. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah, they, I want to see them just keep going. Get, get oh, a best. fleet of food trucks, one for every township, you know. Yeah. Brick and mortar. Let's let's go. Their food is incredible. Yeah, they're the like, best. Uh, that's yeah, so I dig that. If you've never had shawarma, you should definitely have shawarma. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. It's I actually just, think they were like my first shawarma ever. Yeah, I don't you know, know that I've ever had. The Avengers. Right. <laughs> I really think we should go get shawarma. But yeah, that's yeah, uh, awesome. that's awesome, yeah, and that, I mean that sounds like a killer lineup for thank you just yeah. overall. Um, and I mean it's something for everybody, right? Like that's that's that a really very is, like wide yeah. range. Yeah, we wanted so to have like. Go ahead. No, it's fine. I'm just like already thinking about my food. I'm gonna get a burger, some guacamole, and some <laughs> Yeah, all I'm gonna do is eat. Yeah, the food's <laughs> gonna be awesome. We, our, my biggest worry was having a veg option. It is pretty meat forward. I think that that's okay, but. Um, I talked to Jose, who owns Taqueria Pastorcito, about doing a veg option that day. Mm-hmm. And Jason from Pita My Shawarma has falafel oh, yeah. and like hummus and veg options because the Cinderlands food is going to be you know pretty meat forward, yeah. which is awesome. I'm really stoked for a burger and all of what they do. But um, yeah, we were just trying to like you know think through the crowd, the audience, the folks who would like those styles of beers. Um, yeah, I, I'm really excited, man. I, I can't believe that like the DJs we lined up are sick. Like we have. Um, Session one. In fact, no one really even knows this except for your listeners because we haven't oh, even announced it yet. Oh, shit. But uh, session one is going to be uh, 
Paula Lockwood. Uh, she's Pineapple Hands on Instagram. She does uh, Hyperbop and Taste, both at Spirit, her residencies. Oh, okay. So she's going to be, she does like a lot of 90s synth and she's Asian. She's awesome. I love her. She'll be session one along with um, Slim. Slim oh, does okay. mostly like hip hop, rap, R&B. And then session two will be Femi, who does a lot of like hip hop and rap and trap and um, Jellyfish. Uh, Jellyfish is like mostly disco. But, oh man. <laughs> yeah. We've had all of them play here and, and like down the board, they're all awesome. So we'll have like two stations, one main area for music in the lower level, and then we'll have an upper level pavilion with the second DJ. We'll just run electric up that way to have speakers. So they'll be like spaced out a little bit, but you'll kind of have like a whole entire like farm experience, you know? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's, and that's one thing that Alex and I were talking about with like the beer festivals in general is you don't want to have, I I mean, unless it's specifically designed around the music, you don't want to have like this overbearing sound, right? You don't want to have it be just blowing you out while you're hanging out with your friends, trying to drink some good beers. Yeah. And that's something that I think that a lot of places either miss the mark completely or totally fucking nail it. Yeah. Like that's just like the two options, right? Like, so there's something to be said about having enough space, number one, but number two, not making it so that you're trying to talk over. I'm I'm sorry. I'm laughing because um, one of my good friends sent me a meme today about how you know you're old is when you go to a place and you're like, it's too loud here. <laughs> that's <laughs> like, that is exactly what you're going like, it's, it's too That's it's not what I mean though. Here. Like, cause I mean, I like exactly loud music. exactly like what I think of is I'm like, it's too loud here. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I, I mean, need to hear my thoughts and I can't. Well, I'd like to hear if, if I'm talking to somebody, I'd like to hear them. Right, but if you're well, yeah, like, if you're going to a concert, bad. you're not really planning on talking to people. I'm yeah. right? not talking. We're not, but, but this is not a concert. This is like when you're going to a event, like a like a place, and right. you're like, I can't hear the. But that's my point. That's I'm my sorry, point. That was, is that I think that was the point of the meeting. If you want to watch, the, like, if you want to watch the set, if you want to, if you want to enjoy the music, you want to be a part of that like scene, then you can. But yeah. you can also distance yourself and have those conversations. That's is what I, I said, meant. You know, yeah. yeah. Like, and right yeah if you want to stand next to me and not talk to me at all then yeah we're going to co-heat on I will absolutely <laughs> be not talking to you at co-heat and Cambria and I will be yelling my yeah. lyrics and scaring the people around me because I cannot <laughs> true but but like the the design of that like having it spaced out having it so yeah, that you're not like fun. right on the music yeah then it, it creates this uh, third level right yeah. like it's, it's like a it, you're not standing there like if you're there for the show great you know hang out listen to music makes sense if you want to distance yourself and like right if you want to hang out with your friends make it your whole make it your background yeah that kind of thing so I think that's important there's plenty Scott Trow did a good job of that at Best Brunch Ever despite him not playing me Welcome Home for the second I've seen him at I'm tagging him in this just so that you can bitch it you have to yeah you have to yeah, the, the music thing was like, I, when I talked to the DJs about getting their rates and getting like um, a diverse enough kind of like scene amongst that, we were talking a lot about like live bands versus DJs. Yeah. For year one, we just wanted to go DJs because it's a little bit uh, less of a lift on running sound, like physically running sound. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. You know, we're, we're going to have like our PAs, our generators, like all the stuff set up to like do that. Um, but yeah, I, I look, take a look in year two because I, I, I could imagine 
this moving towards like a live band or two. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that would be super cool. Yeah. Thank um, you, man. Yeah. But we, we wouldn't just like with DJs and, and Paul and Jamie from Cinderlands were very cool with me kind of leading that effort just because we book a ton here. Yeah. Uh, we have two tomorrow or three tomorrow and then, um, and then slappers on Sunday. So oh, yeah. just recording with you tonight on a Thursday. It's like, I know the next few days are going to be gnarly. <laughs> like when is emo night? Thank you. This, right. elder, this elder emo would love to know. We need, we need a final night or something. Yeah. yeah. That'd be dope. I know that if you like emo nights, I mean, like, obviously, like, Belvedere's has Saturdays, but it's S A D D E R, like, sad. That's days. so. And, like, that's dope. That's so perfect. It really is. So perfect. Yeah, I don't think we've had I know Whispernest is doing theirs on. We, we have to go to that, first of all. Second I think there's all, a Saturday. How about, like, the South is blessed? And I mean blessed because William Ryan Key from Yellow Card is doing emo nights in like Florida and Tennessee and South Carolina. How fucking jealous! Of really? Me. What? Yes, I'm so I'm so jealous. That's like, awesome. You come here, you come here. Like, right? Yeah. Yellow Card is one of my favorite bands in high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I listened to the hell, the hell out of them. I didn't know they were still touring. That actually, I feel like they've been teasing it. Like they've been because it's. Because you know it's cool to be Nemo again, right? You know, yeah, like, yeah, according back. to TikTok, it's it's cool to be Nemo again. And I was like, well, it's my time to fucking shine. Yeah. <laughs> Thirty-five years like old, let's back. do it. Yeah. Right. But yeah, like they've been teasing it. I mean, like my chem is back. Right, they're releasing new music for the first time in oh, so fifteen good. years so or whatever. Good too. Yeah, yeah. It's Even so good. like just yesterday, Mars Volta dropped a single. Seriously, never I did not like, know that. Just I was actually. So. Yeah, I know you were, and a lot of people were. Yeah, I'm, it's good. I'm very <laughs> picky about my emo. Sure, guess, sure. But like, that's fine. Um, that's awesome. <laughs> okay, let's let, let's I'm, reel I'm it back sorry, in. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> Uh, no, I love I love going off on tangents. Plus, I love talking about this stuff. Too, I'm over here. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah. Um, Slipknot's releasing new music soon too. Yeah. Oh, JS, so pumped. JS. So Should pumped. Should be within within a month or two. Yeah. Oh, that's Should awesome. Should be up pretty soon. Yeah. yeah. Are you are you in are you both going to Metallica in August? We're you, not. Oh, are you fans? I didn't know if you were Metallica fans. Um, I am. Um, I don't. I'm not a fan of overpaying for Metallica. That's it's expensive. Yeah, I, like, it was one like, that I was like, well, I'm. This is like a once in a lifetime treat, you know. And they're coming see, to fucking Pittsburgh. Can I? Can I go back off topic for a second? So I was in Chicago for a conference for work in September, and my friend and I were like walking around. We were in the area of. Like Girl and the Goat, and where did we go? The Chev? Yeah. We went to the Goat, yeah. We went to the, because I, I always thought it was really funny that there was two places with Goat in the name, like, mm-hmm. right across the street from each other. And yeah. had I been able to get into Girl and the Goat, I would have. But anyways, so like walking around, and I'm like, there's like an inordinate amount of people in metal t-shirts in this section of the city. What is going on? And further, there's a lot of people in Metallica t-shirts. And I was like... I found my neighborhood in Chicago and I have found my people and I was really excited and I went to this bar and I was drinking three Floyd's beer and I was like, man, I wonder where everyone's going. So I'm up super early, right? In central time, I'm up at like 4 a.m. Jeez. So I turned on the news. I turned on the news because what the hell else is there to watch in your hotel room at four o'clock in the morning? I turn on the news and they're like, Metallica had a $20 concert at this venue last night and I was like, what the I was like, I would have gone to see Metallica for twenty dollars. I'm right? not like a huge fan. I yeah. appreciate what they've done, but like, I just never. I'm 
Well, I'm until the, I'm the metal, Yeah, but, well, yeah, St. Anger is terrible. Like, I'm the metalhead that got into metal, like, via Avengers Unfold to Trade You All That Remains. Like, yeah. through metalcore. And yeah. then, like, I'm now full into, like, the Scandinavian melodic death metal and black metal scene. Yeah. But anyways, like, I'm so, I'm so pissed that I missed Metallica for $20 that's, in Chicago. On, that's a price point that would have been, like, from the early 80s when they started. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're talking yeah, about, like, a club show. And, and I think, like, that yeah. was the point. Like, yeah. they were doing, like, a... Oh. throwback like anniversary throwback thing pricing. to like where they were yeah. in Chicago they are like we first played Chicago in this venue and this year so we're doing a $20 show and I was like oh, yeah. oh I would have ditched literally everyone at work to go to Metallica <laughs> yeah that's dope when they announced this tour what, what drew me was like so they're doing a ton of Europe and a ton of South America they only have three US dates New York Chicago and Pittsburgh here so and what? and furthermore it's PNC Park it's yeah a, it's a funky venue for that yeah. like it's the baseball field yeah. so it's smaller than like Heinz or you know PPG or other larger venues you know who I saw there though that was really weird was uh, Rolling Stones at PNC Park back in 2005 wow yeah I bet they were good uh, they were phenomenal yeah that's sweet. Um, but it was like the weirdest experience because like you're you're in the nosebleeds like uh, the, the the tickets we got were like from an ad agency that one of our friends worked at or something and so they were like yeah here go see the rolling stones and i was like are you serious like it's, awesome. it's the rolling stones yeah but yeah pnc park is a super weird venue <laughs> yeah yeah i'm interested to see how it how it plays out it's actually the day after barrel and flow Oh, um, no way. Which is funny. So I'll, I'll be working that and then go right to Metallica. But nice. yeah, I wasn't sure if you and Sarah were going only because I know you listen to metal and I love metal core and I love a lot of the more, I would call like new wave metal. Yeah. But Metallica is certainly it's like older wave. Yeah. Who's, who's with them? Do you know? Greta Van ah. Fleet and Ice Nine Kills. I just love Oh, that's super weird. It, it, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like different uh, genres and Led styles. and... Yeah, Led Zeppelin 2.0 and then Ice Nine. Yeah, sorry, Led Zeppelin is in Gilmore Girls. Reference if any of our fun followers who want our Gilmore Girls podcast are. (laughs) We've been teasing this for like three years now. I know. We need to actually do it. We really need to do it. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I'm totally biffing on what I was going to say now. I'm sorry. I distracted everyone. That's okay. Yeah, we were talking about mixed culture and DJs. So yeah, the festival's happening. We're at the farm. We're super stoked. Just going to be DJs. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah, we're talking about food. Um, Yeah, we're really excited just to get folks together because like one of our goals with the festival was to get folks talking about these styles of beers. And you know, it'd be fucking amazing if a day came when people were like drinking a Saison or drinking a mixed fermentation beer and talking about the way that like, you know, it's affected by the area it's brewed in. And, um, you know, that, that wild or open ferment or like, you know, giving up some of the uh, control process is something that like, I think is really cool. I mean, it happens in this room with the cool ship right here. Right. Yeah. Cool ship's and right there. We're, um, and I, I read your, uh, the, the tweets from trace earlier yesterday, I think it was about just like the process and like the, the melding of, you know, uh, relinquishing control yeah. over this. Like that's, I think it's a little heady personally, but at the same time, like, Something that could easily be, you know, oh, this is a, you know, Midwestern firm. This is a, you know, Northeastern firm or a Northwestern firm, whatever it is. For sure, yeah. Like, that's something that absolutely could influence. If you're brewing, especially, like, 
when the pandemic hit, right? The yeah. uh, other half did that project called All Together, yeah. right? Can you imagine like everybody doing the same brew, but having it be cultured in different areas? Yeah. Like that uh, just to like, to me, that just sounds crazy. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. That, that's, I hadn't thought about it that way. If, if we controlled for some of the ingredients, but not for the location, right. How would they turn out? Yeah. That, that's a good point. I think, um, yeah, I, I, I'm especially excited just because it's like, I think we have 14 states and two countries represented. So like Belgium is sending some stuff and then, you know, states here Yeah, and they all do their own take on these beers. I, I think it'll be interesting for folks to try them and be like, oh, cool. Like that was something kind of different. It was, you know, a festival pegged against a style. Yeah. Like, like you said earlier. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, it's something that I think you're going to see more and more of. And I, I, I think we've already kind of seen that trend take off with the lager festivals or even just the, the like mini fests that like old thunder has done yeah. and like, um, getting some people from all over the state or like close by or just people that have similar beer styles all getting stuff together. Even if it's not like a festival, it's still a celebration of a beer style. Yeah. And seeing you guys go full bore on this and just, absolutely crush out so many different like there are so many big names on that list that i'm so excited for thank you thank you like i really can't wait to see what everybody brings to the table yeah and i mean i'm kind of hoping that there's a little bit of like uh you know a break in the action like give me a hellas give me a give me an ipa every once in a while but but the saisons are really like it's an exciting flavor it's an exciting style it's an exciting what can you do with it type yeah. of thing? It's pretty open to interpretation. Um, guests come in the brewery here at Trace and ask me like, oh, like, you know, what is a Saison? Or like, like, well, what am I having here? And I'm like, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. This is a very open style. But, you know, it is a Belgian farmhouse ale. Um, it's fermented with, you know, ale yeast. And, and ours has spelt like the Woods does. Uh, others don't. I think that... Um, just laughing at my dog. She's just looking out the window. She's just <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a very, very open style. And as we put this list together, I'm just looking at the list on my laptop here and reaching out to folks that like really commit to brewing that style, even locally, like Coven and Necromancer came out the gate. Like we are committed to Saison. Coven's first beer was a Saison. Yep. Um, Old Thunder committed to like doing stuff in like that mixed culture, mixed firm. They just released a Saison today, I think. Yes. Yeah, um, that, that was one that I saw. Katie's so great with her firms. Yeah. yeah. She's Katie also, also has Katie a background Co- in like, Katie at Coven, sorry. Oh, yeah, sorry yeah. to clarify. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she, I mean, she does a lot of like pickling. She does a lot of foraging. Yeah, I mean, like, she's just super cool. Yeah. Yeah, she's badass. Yeah, we love her. We're really excited that like she committed to be part of this. Um, yeah, and I mean, and the others, I mean, yeah, you guys have seen the list to, to get folks like you know is was narrow gauge uh to get zillacoa and burial to come up from Asheville area fonta flora obviously allagash someone we look up to both european ones dre fontaine and tilkin um it, it's exciting for us just to get these folks here for the first time um a lot of them have never poured in pittsburgh yeah you know and so for our audience and our crowd and our folks to get to try that stuff right here in your backyard right. it's pretty neat to, to have and that's something here. that i mean uh, the dollar amount, I think, is right for the ticket sales too. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that there's. I don't think that there's anything extreme about that. I think that we should be talking about price of festivals because you're getting some of this world class beer. Yeah. At, at the end of the day, that's what it is. Like you're not sitting here. 
crushing 30 Miller lights on a Saturday afternoon, going to a baseball game, paying $14 a can for it. Like that's just not what it is. It's really experiencing the beer. It's not there. You're not there to get trashed. You're there to experience what is happening with this, you know, style of beer. So, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Well, we're stoked, man. I, I mean, I appreciate you letting me talk about it. I think it's one of those things that like, it's been a lot of work and, you know, we would love to, for it to be a sustainable thing that yeah. happens year over year. Uh, we have a ton of like vendors and partners and folks involved that are all going to be there. Um, but just from a beer perspective and a guest perspective, you're right. It's, it's special to do a Saison festival, you know, here in Pittsburgh. Right. In a place where we haven't seen it really done. You know? Now, I, I, so this might be a little bit too much of a question for you. But do you guys know where people are coming from who are buying tickets? Yeah, it's been a lot of, uh, I would call it like, if you think about it as like concentric rings, Mm -hmm. there's like local to Pittsburgh, there's like Pittsburgh suburbs, and then there's the region. So we're seeing interest from neighboring Ohio, Philadelphia, Baltimore, D.C. for sure. Uh, Some like New York. Um, We've even had guests reach out and message us from like North Carolina and folks that like are regulars at some of the breweries, but yeah. want to come follow them up here to like come to Pittsburgh, have a weekend up here and chill. And, um, but yeah, I would say it's mostly Pittsburgh area. If you drop like a 30 or 40 mile halo okay. over the city, but we are targeting the region and that's like within a five to six hour drive. Yeah. See um, that, that to me sounds like that's reasonable to expect. What I, what I was, I guess, asking with that question was, do you see people like traveling to Pittsburgh for this event? Yeah, but, I would say for sure. Because like we, we reached out and had a chat with Visit Pittsburgh and they heard about the festival. And they're like, wow, you guys are drawing from a more regional cluster of folks. And they were able to help us with this, with like some hotel discounts and things like that. Oh, that's awesome. Because it was like, oh, like they do tourism. They want tourists coming to Pittsburgh. We're bringing them with beer. So they were like, well, let's like partner up and, and talk about what it looks like to work together. And that area of Butler is like coming up too. Like there's a lot of new developments there. There's a lot of new uh, like hotels and stuff that are pretty close by. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not, obviously it's not like you're staying on site, but yeah. there's like that whole new housing development. Exactly. Around that's eight, like towards, towards or past middle side. I don't know. But I mean, that's also like where we like, grew up. So yeah, we know it a little like, bit better I know than where most, it is. But like, I haven't been up that side of route eight in a while, but like they had a whole bunch of development there. And I mean, Butler County is attractive because it's super fucking cheap and it's not allegheny county taxes yeah yeah that's exactly right i love when my friends visit from like akron and ohio i love taking them up to stick city uh, because their beer is awesome and i love the vibe up there it's some of my favorite beer ever i've ever had in my life and they're part of the festival as well but stick city is special to me because it's up in mars and it's i think it's in butler county right yep Yep. and it's not near really us or other like city breweries right but they're doing some really really cool stuff i think nick their head brewer is brilliant and super nice guy I love I love making that trip. I know it's a bit of a drive. Oh yeah, but I love making that trip. I mean, there's been it's not that hard to get from where we are. It really isn't. Uh, but there's a lot in the Butler County area that you can kind of do in like a day. Yeah, right. Like I mean, it's it's kind of like a you know city loop, right? You hit six or seven of them, you can do that. Yeah. The uh, the Butler scene is tough because you, most of them are not open on Sunday. 
I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I would love to see them open more days, but I totally get that, like, you know, it's just a different community and vibe. Yeah. yeah. You know, us going seven days a week is, I always like joke, it's just like, it's awesome for guests. And it's like kind of tough for me on the marketing side because mm-hmm. there is something always going on. So I work every single day, but yeah. I know that that's not like normal. I, th- I know that other folks like take a day off or have a day where they're closed. Uh, I think DG going to all days except Monday was quite the move. I didn't expect that's, that. That's a big step. There's for been them. a lot. Yeah. Now everyone else is like, oh shit. Yeah. yeah. And now they're open till 10 p.m. on Saturdays. And they've done Which is some amazing. like, yeah, I think it's amazing. Yeah. I, I love that they're open at two on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> like, am I, I going to go down tomorrow and be like, hey guys, let's probably. I noticed that. Yeah. I think that's dope for Dancing Gnome, but I. I mean, I guess I, I haven't ever thought about like that because we're just always open, right? Yeah, you guys are what eight a.m. to eleven. Uh, so PM? yeah, it's it's eight a.m. to ten p.m. all days except Sundays eight to eight, and oh, then okay. Friday and Saturdays are eight to eleven. Gotcha. That's yeah. that's where I got the eleven from. Then. Yep. But uh, I mean, some of the <laughs> <laughs> she would like to talk. Thank you. I'm just yeah. laughing. I'm putting the dog on the mic. You yeah. got something to say, Bob? You do. I think so. Your ears are perked and everything. Looks like it. <laughs> She's just sniffing. Uh, so I think we are coming kind of to the end of our time yes, here. Um, Adam, thank you so much for sitting down with us and just talking about the festival. Yeah. Um, I, I know we didn't get it too much into Trace on this episode, but I'm sure we can kind of loop back around and we'll do this again for sure. Oh, yeah. No um, problem. I mean, yeah, folks can come to Trace anytime. We're like always open. Right. Exactly. Um, we just talked about that. <laughs> yeah. I think that, uh, yeah, I would say just keep an eye out for like some of the Barrel and Flow stuff. We have um, a couple of collaborative saisons with Cinderlands for the festival. Oh, so if you're into that, we're yeah. working on that. Um, yeah. And really, to be honest with you, the big thing on my plate is just events and programs. So if you roll through and it's a weekend and we have a DJ or we have a dance party, come hang out and have a good time. They're usually always free. We try to keep them all very approachable and um, no covers or tickets or anything like that. We just we just do it. you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, tip your bartenders and yes. whoever else you can tip. Right. Uh, but the the vibe here at Trace is always kind of like it's a little hectic. But it's also super chill. You know what I mean? Like there's, like we walked in today and it's Thursday afternoon at four o'clock. I was like, wow, there's a lot of and people here and like people are working. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. A lot yeah. of laptops open, yeah. a lot of, lot of calls going on. Like, like just people being in the area. But like the, I'm sure later on it's going to get a little like crazier. It's going to be a little bit more packed in here. But every time I've been to Trace, the, the experience has always been that I enjoy the beer, number one, but also yes. the just hanging out, you know, the, the food trucks are incredible. The the vibe is never like overbearing. And I mean, I'm not the type of person that's going to show up here on a Saturday night when there's a DJ, when there's, you know, packed house or anything, because that's just not me. <laughs> yeah. Guys, my, but- friend, my friend tried to get me, you guys just did, I think it was last Saturday, the like home by 10, like dance party. Oh, yeah. And my friend sent me the DM. She's like, are you going? And I was like, absolutely no, I don't dance. Thank yeah. you. And she goes, not with that attitude, you don't. And I said, not with any attitude. <laughs> that's a really fun party it draws, I'm, sure, I'm sure it is for people who just want to come have fun yeah I'm, just from like 6 I'm o'clock I'm too nine anxious o'clock. for that so this will never happen yeah, for me and that's thank okay you, thank well, you. that's what Thursday at 4 o'clock is for it's yes, chill I am, that's exactly I, I am it. your target audience for Thursday at 4 o'clock <laughs> 
Hell yeah. <laughs> or but, eight uh, o'clock in the morning. I guess at this point, we should probably wrap up. Yes, we need um, to wrap up. So, Adam, again, thank you so much. Uh, real quick shout out to Fueled by Hops. They're dropping new merch this weekend. And it's um, super cool. And it's, yeah, a lot of the stuff is very cool. So I got to throw out the code. It is the weekly recap. All one word, all lowercase. Shop.fueledbyhops.com to get 20% off your entire order. That's 80% for 100% of the stuff. Uh, Adam, where can we find you online? Yeah, I was just going to say you can just follow Trace Brewing. It's just T-R-A-C-E Brewing on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Um, if, if you're into the festival, obviously, yeah, we'd love to have everyone listening. Come, um, it's just, it's called Pittsburgh mixed culture. It's PGH mixed Uh, it's on Instagram and Facebook as PGH mixed culture and folks listening. I feel like, I mean, I can just shout out the discount code. It's just, uh, literally we're dropping it today to folks that fueled by hops, but it is just fueled fam. It's F U E L E D F A M. If you put that in the promo code in our event, bright, it'll knock off an automatic 10% off your tickets across any tier, uh, session one, session two or VIP. Um, yeah, I, mean, I appreciate Nick and Sarah hanging out. I mean, it's, uh, it's always good doing stuff like this and I talk a lot, but I appreciate y'all listening. No, nah, man. Uh, really good information. Really excited about the festival. Cannot wait to be there. VIP 430 Saturday, July 30th uh, at Freedom Farms. You so, nailed it. That's exactly it. Well, uh, man, I'm glad I remembered all that all at once. But uh, guys, I will have uh, I will have this out to you as soon as possible. Thank you again, Adam, for joining us. I'm going to cheers weeks. with a empty glass here because I am a heathen and I drank all my beer. I drank mine too. It's fine. Cheers guys. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.